Hey everybody and welcome into episode 32 of the Nerd Mosh Pit. Uh, first off, I want to let everybody know, uh, apologize for the poor audio quality. We uh, ran into some issues. For some reason, it's just my audio that is very, very poor at this time. So I really want to apologize for that. Secondly, I want to say we have a great show ahead with uh, Westworld. We're talking a lot of Westworld and our theories on what's actually going on. Also, Evil Geniuses on Netflix, as well as the Stanford Prison Experiment. So I hope you really liked the episode. We really uh, enjoyed it. Uh, have a lot of fun making it as well. Please remember to like, subscribe, comment, share with all your friends and family. Really do appreciate it. And if you want to join in the conversation, uh, hit us up on Twitter at NerdMoshPit. And if you really like this show, also don't forget to check out malice-corp.com uh, with our other family of podcasts on the website as well. We really do appreciate you guys. Uh, thank you so much. And lastly, once again, we really do apologize for the audio. Like I said, um, I tried to take care of some of it, but it, it is still pretty rough in there. So I want to thank everybody uh, for uh, being patient with this. Uh, send us some feedback on it. We know it's pretty brutal, but I've uh, removed a lot of parts. I've turned down some of the other spots on it. So I hope it's uh, least listenable. Uh, and if it's not, let us know it wasn't. Uh, like I said, at all those different spots on Twitter at NerdMoshPit or Gmail at NerdMoshPit. So thank you all so much and enjoy the show. Trio, triumphant, whatever. Everybody's got a creep in the gang. Stop yep. making it fancy. It's like, it's like every awesome. family has the creepy uncle, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And you always see him show up and everyone goes, ugh, not him. Yep. Just like when you see the new episode of Nerd Mosh Pit, episode 32 in action, everybody. What's happening? What's hey. going on, y'all? Hey, we're here. We're here. We're here. We're talking all kinds of things. Uh, glad to have you guys on. Ready to talk some business, some Westworld, and other fun things, I'm sure. So, Hey, do uh, I sound okay? Do I have like weird background noise? Am I good? Uh, I don't know. Do we sound yeah, like we have weird background noise? No, no, you sound fine. And my fan's on in here. I'm just making sure it doesn't. Yeah, uh, I think I might hear it a little bit. I'm not hearing it. Really? Uh, the only thing I ever hear at your place is when Brutus comes in and starts drinking water. Yeah, he's laying next to me, but he, he ain't drinking water. Ah, uh, yeah. I did see a great meme that I gotta try to find again, and it was like, ideal work position, it had this big-ass golden oh, retriever. I've seen it. Yeah, absolutely. I've seen it. I was like, that's <laughs> Kenny for sure. That would be the best day ever. <laughs> I always said Brutus would do great at work. I bet he'd, he would. He'd be great. Everybody would love him. Yeah, right? I'm not going to lie. I, I thought about getting a dog the other day. I was looking at some rescue animals. And I was like, how badass would I be if the boss that rolled into a store with a dog? You know, like, everybody would love me when I came to visit. Yeah, that's the whole point. When I, yeah. when, when I ran an after-school program, we used to bring our dog there for the kids after school. And they loved it. And the dog loved it. Oh, Ollie or who? Olive, she used to come to come to work with us. Olive, I bet she loved that. Oh yeah, she was she was in heaven. It's like, what kind of dog would you get? It was a golden retriever. It's a golden retriever. No, so. like Matt, like what kind of dog would you get? I was just looking at if you had to choose. I was just looking at mutts from the rescue out here in the bay. Yeah, every dog's a good dog. Yeah, absolutely. But you should definitely get like a chihuahua or something and bring it to work, so that way you, no, can you, should, it. you should never, you should never. No, get a I don't. I don't think that's an animal at all. Actually, I think that's a <laughs> science experiment gotten bad. 
Um, no, uh, if I was gonna get like a a, a terrible like no, small yeah, adorable corgi. dog, I'd get like a corgi. corgi or like a French bulldog, like do something like that. Get a corgi because they're like little Twinkies. Oh yeah, mm, but corgis got a lot of hair, bro. Like those things shed. Not like a golden retriever. Oh well, yeah. I mean that's a whole other issue there. Yeah, corgis for some reason eat their own poo though. Every dog has that. Idea. Most dogs uh, do that. Corgis, I think though, right? Corgis, like for whatever reason, like I have two different friends that had corgis and both of them ate their own poo. My dog never eaten his own poo. Your dog's the freak, bro. Every other dog does it. What kind of dog do you have? A red healer. What the hell's that? They're they're cow dogs. Yeah. See the cow. Yeah, so he's a he's a herding dog. One of the actual dogs I've always wanted though was a, a German wired haired pointer. It's like yeah. it's like one of the coolest dogs ever, dude. Like they're they're working dogs, you know, but they're hounds, so they don't like just bark at whatever. Hmm. But super protective, huh. super active, and they're wired haired, so they basically look like Master Splinter all the time when they're older. Hey, that's pretty cool. Sensei. You call your dog Sensei. Mm, I'd probably call him Splinter. Believe it or not, my 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 in-law's dog is a little wire terrier, and I call it Splinter all the time. I'm like, what's up, Splinter? Hell oh, yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Anyway, so. so back to Nerd Mosh Pit. Uh, thanks for the dog moments, everybody. I'm sure everybody appreciated that. Who doesn't like dogs? We have a couple of fans that enjoy a good dog talk. So they're they're big fans of Brutus and Ollie without ever even meeting the dogs. So the meeting dogs the dogs. Ever, so. I mean, what? Right? Seriously. So, um, all right. So, what have you guys been up to, man? What have you guys been up to this week? What's been happening? What's been crapping? Well, I I did watch a documentary, and what I watched was Evil Genius. I don't know if you saw it, Matt. I know not Kenny yet. did. Not yet. I wa I watched it. Um. So, the um, Duplass brothers are at it again. Second documentary released this year. The first one we all know. We talked about it earlier in the Nerd Mosh Pit a few weeks ago. It did was we? a wild, wild country. What? No, that wasn't the Duplass brothers. That was the Duplass brothers. They did that one too. Who did the Who did making a murderer then? I'm not sure. I just know the Duplass brothers did Wild Wild Country, and they also huh. did Evil Genius. Huh. For some reason, I thought they'd make a murder. I believe you. But um, for those of you who have not seen it, I highly recommend seeing it. Um, I don't know if anybody remembers from, it was the 2003, the Pizza Bomber. Nope. To what happened was, this was in um, Erie, Pennsylvania. And what happened was there was a guy that um, he was um, – he had a collar bomb around his neck. Yeah, I've seen the trailer for this in the yeah. on the show that I put – because I put it on my queue once you guys were talking about it, and I saw this in, like, one of the trailers. See, so and, it, it was crazy because it, the only way I actually knew about Erie, Pennsylvania is – one of my best friends growing up, he went off to medical school there. There's a big medical school like community there. A bunch of students live there. And like after watching this documentary, I meant to text him and be like, what the fuck is going on in that city that you lived in? Like, this is fucking wild. But the crazy part was that they made it like a scavenger hunt for this 
pizza uh, truck delivery guy. Mm-hmm. So there was three different keys that he had to go to in three different parts of the town. And after mapping it out, after it was all said and done, there was no way he was going to be able to do it in the time that he was allotted, which was 55 minutes. So he was supposed to rob this bank and get $250,000, which he only got like 1200 And then immediately was pulled over by police. And while he was stopped, he was telling the police, it's like, they got, I got a bomb around my neck. Get this thing off. And few minutes into it it shows it on video too the thing goes off yeah i wasn't i wasn't expecting to like see that like i had to rewind it i'm like did they really just show that and yeah they, i couldn't believe it either it definitely did and um uh so yeah the, the crazy concept behind the story is a guy robs a bank gets pulled over and they find out he's got a fucking bomb around his neck and he tells them some story that some guys jumped him in the woods and put it on his neck and it has instructions and a whole scavenger hunt he has to do to get it off his neck and obviously he's pulled over and the bomb goes off and then it goes into Marjorie Deal and all these different characters in this town Rothstein yeah Bill Rothstein and how all these people are related to each other it is super intriguing it's i was hoping for another making a murder and it's not and you're right nick they didn't do making murder i just looked it up but it is it's only four episodes too so it's not like i mean granted it's a four hour time devotion but it's nothing you know that's insanely you know you're not watching 10 episodes of something but if you like like murder mysteries and stuff like that i i highly recommend it yeah it's it's really well done uh yeah for all you listeners, go check it out. It's only four episodes. It's about 45 minutes each episode, I think. So you can easily kill it in two days. Yeah. Nice. <clears throat> yeah, the only thing I know about Eerie PA is uh, it gets shouted out on a Sublime song. And that's really the only thing I know about Eerie PA. <laughs> so. it's a, it, it's, yeah, it's actually got like a medical school there. And it's a big like medical school place. Like, Good for Eerie. Just, yeah, it's weird, right? And it gets a whole lot of snow. Um, but it was Yeah, super... you would assume with the lake effect there. Yeah, it's super weird documentary though for the record. It's definitely weird. Like it's it, it's it's not a the people are weird. Yeah, the, pe- the yeah, it, that's well put. The people are just fucking weird. <laughs> All right. Smart but weird. So I I watched another Netflix documentary called Targeted and I watched it for about 20 minutes. Uh, it's about the fight against uh, the fight for gun control and uh, I couldn't watch it because it just made me too upset so I turned it off even though I own guns but um, that's the only stuff I really watched on on Netflix those are the main things there's something else I watched I just can't remember it right now but there's something else I watched that was really good so I watched a documentary uh, from PBS on the Railway systems of Boston, Massachusetts. What the fuck? Shout out to Beantown. And the history of which they were first created. And I can't think of the name of it right now. But it was really interesting. It was actually a really cool story about how the race for, like, electrical power, like, really was what, you know, changed this whole system around. Because it used to just be trolley cars being pulled by horses. And I guess it was, like, people were, like, 
super aggressive, like these trolley drivers, like trying to get fares and people on their trolleys. And it wasn't a good system at all because, you know, horses on there. But what was funny is like the guy who like created the the engine system, um, Sprog, I believe his name was. You know, I'm probably mispronouncing it. But anyways, his whole story was he actually started in like North Carolina on this hill where these trolleys, it was literally called, this hill was called the horse killer because horses would like go up and down it a few times in their lives, you know, multiple, you know, how many years or whatever in their lives. And it would just kill the horses because it was such a brutal hill to get up. And it was kind of a, it was a really weird, interesting documentary. I really recommend checking it out. I can't think of the name of it right now. But uh, I'll look it up during one of the sections, and I'll I'll shout it out later in the show. But it was it was pretty good. That's really the only thing I watched on Netflix yeah. as far as like documentaries. I've been I've been watching The Office. I never finished The Office, and I'm trying to get through <laughs> the seasons of it now. There's beats from one of the shows. Oh man, it's it's one of the shows you said that you yeah, hated. I do. I still like hate it. I really no, do. You still love Jim and Pam. But Jim and Pam are so interesting and i love andy and dwight oh, it's the best it's the best <laughs> andy and dwight are pretty great um dartmouth dartmouth versus cornell are it's just ridiculous <laughs> so um, I, did, I did i did actually uh i watched one other documentary called bye bye ferris wheel that was about uh ferris wheels like the not ferris it was about uh like uh um, carnivals in the United States. That was really good, actually, and about how visas are used for um, people from Mexico to come work them, and it was actually super good. But the other one I have to mention that's been on my queue forever, and I've just never watched it, and I finally did watch it the last couple days, was the Stanford Prison Experiment. Oh, uh, I've heard of that. It's been it's been on the freaking uh, Netflix for a while. I think it came out in fourteen. But did you guys ever know what the Stanford Prison Experiment was? Because I read a paper about it in college. No, nope. I I read about it one time, but I'm going to have to have you um, brush so, me up on it again. So, so the concept of the Stanford Prison Experiment was a professor at Stanford went and found fourteen males and said, hey, this is in uh, 71, I think. He said, hey, I'll pay each of you $15 a day for two weeks to take part in this experiment for me. They interview these 14 guys and they say, okay, now let's flip coins and find out who's gonna be a guard and who's gonna be a prisoner. And they made like a mock jail, basically in some old offices because it was the summertime, so school was out. And it wasn't like like with bars and everything, but it was like it was just trying to just mock. It was for an experiment, right? It was some and, creepy dude's perv fetish, is what you're telling but, me. But no, no, he it was an it was a, it's a published study, and the guy who did the study does tours and talks about it still, um, wow. because it's actually terrifying because it showed what power does to someone and they put these people they they didn't give them much directions they said hey guards this is the routine that your people need to go through and there you go and we will be watching on some cameras right outside and they were like okay and the guards get in there and they just quickly learn that anything they say goes and the experiment only went for six days the researcher had to cancel it because it got too intense 
Wow. And the guards went completely downhill and were, uh, you know, uh, making them do jumping jacks and, and push-ups all the time and throwing people in the hole and hitting them with their sticks. They even had them do, like, fake, like, sexual acts to each other. Like, it, it got, it was, the, the guards were just, like, the most twisted thing ever. And the only reason they did it was because... It was an experiment, but everyone in the experiment, like, they were told, refer to yourself by your number only in here. And by the end of it, they're talking to each other through their numbers. And it just, the whole psyche changes when you're in that environment. And it's super, super interesting. It's like the actors are really good in it. And I highly recommend it. If you, and it, it, it doesn't take long to set up, it takes about 10 minutes and then it starts going. What's so the name of it? The Stanford Prison Experiment. All right. Deal. Yeah. It's really good. I really digged it. Like, I really digged it. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I remember this now. It's You jogged my memory there, so now I remember the... It, and i just never seen it, so I'm going to have to check it out now. Yeah, I mean, the whole concept of it is what, how does someone act once they have no, like, uncontrolled power? And... In the whole experiment, they have a, an outsider who's helping them with it, and he spent, like, 14 years in jail. And he's, like, saying things like, you can't say that. And he's like, I'm trying to show them what it's really like. And it was, like, just super crazy how, like, demoralized a prisoner is. And it's just, like, by default, it's, like, a societal norm. It was really interesting. Uh oh. Uh -oh. So, um, I had to answer his work. You said that was in uh, 19. <laughs> you said it was in the 70s, right? 71. Yeah, for some reason, I was thinking it was the 80s, but yeah, maybe. Yeah, it was way back. Yeah. But, um, so, I mean, since Matt's answering his work phone and we've talked about any other movies, Nick, before I keep going, I am trying to think. Think if there is a movie that Leslie and I saw, I could. Pretty sure we did see one, but I don't think there's anything noteworthy enough to even talk about. Mm -hmm. um, she did though um, watch the new. Um, I, I call this the the tween tween show teen show. Thirteen reasons why. Oh yeah, it's so yeah. preteen teen. I I watched like almost an episode yesterday or. So Sunday we had the weird occasion where we, me and my wife got like all our chores and stuff done on Saturday. And on Sunday, it was like, we went about our day and then it was about noon. And I was like, okay, let's see if I can get Ellie to go to sleep. And I got my daughter to go to sleep. My son fell asleep at the same time. And like me and my wife looked at each other. We're like, holy crap, both the kids are asleep. And I was like, I'm going to go play some computer games because I've been wanting to do that for weeks. And she's like, I'm going to watch Netflix. So she is watching it. And I watched like one episode. I have to say, even though I don't like the premise, it's just too much for me. It's, it's too, it's too. Yeah, much that's, it's, it's very, it's very uh, like kind of like a popular culture teen it's a downer. hit. It is a downer. But I, I can't say it's done very well. Like it's, it's a very it, well done show. It has. It's just that I can't get into it like whatsoever because it just seems like a show that just 
um, targets a certain type of person. And yeah, and I'm sorry, none of the people on the show are teenagers. I'm sorry. Like, none of them are teenagers. They're all in their 20s. Yeah, at least, easily. You know, but I mean, I, I can see the appeal behind it. You know, it does have, it, it was, you know, it was, it's not a bad made show. I just can't get behind the premise. But I mean, if I was into the premise, I, I could see myself enjoying it. But, now, the, the only gripe that my wife had about it, though, was for those of our listeners that do watch this show was how are you going to drag this out to a season two and now a season three when it should have just ended with one season. Yeah. I mean, that, that's kind of the name of all just shows, dragging you know? it out. You're just dragging something out that should have just been a one and done season. Yeah. Nah, I, I agree. So, um, another game I did and okay, just to mention, so the reason, bit while you guys were talking about 13 Our reasons or whatever right there. Back. Oh, um, I was so lost now I'm okay. <laughs> no, I was like my I, I was you know I, you guys were talking about it I'm like trying to like chime in and I'm like why isn't my whack working? Why isn't my mic working? Oh my god. So I do have I do one thing uh I want to mention. I did go see a movie in theaters. I went and saw Infinity War. All yeah. right. And, and... So on the way to it, I was supposed to go to Disneyland with my friend Aaron, and it took us an hour to get from my house to Riverside, which should usually take about Ooh. 20 minutes. Yeah, it's not that long. It was, a, it was a Friday evening, and we were like, let's just go out. And I was like, man, I really want to ride Indiana Jones. You know, let's like, let's just us go. You know, and it took us an hour to get to Riverside because of traffic. And then he's on his phone. He's like, yeah, hour wait, hour wait, hour wait. And I was like, you know what, man? I really want Korean barbecue. <laughs> we were in Riverside, which is right next to And then, And then uh, I was like, dude, let's just go to the movies and do that instead. And he's like, I'll see Avengers again. I was like, fuck yeah, let's do it. So we went and saw Infinity War and IMAX, and I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I mean, it, it was a very entertaining movie, and, you know, I am a little disappointed that I didn't see actual Hulk smashes, which is what I wanted to see, and I didn't get to see it. So nope. it was frustrating. No Hulk smashing but, in that movie. So after watching three... Well, oh, there's one at the very beginning in, yeah. in, the, in Thor's ship. Yeah. But so after watching it, you know, I've kind of decided I need to open up a little and give some things a second chance. So if there was two or three Marvel movies that you guys think I should see, what are they? <laughs> Ant-Man. Okay, I've watched a little bit of Ant-Man, but I've never actually watched it. So I like Paul Rudd. So. Yeah, exactly. I know you like Paul Rudd. So that's why I say Ant-Man. You definitely got to check. What about like people are saying like Winter Soldier was really good? Um, the Winter Soldier is pretty good. I don't I know if it. you'll. I just don't know. Like, there's a lot going on with Winter Soldier, though. Um, mm. there's kind of some, there's kind of some backstory issues with I that movie. I wanted to give myself like three Marvel movies. I need to go back and watch. I'm just trying to think of stuff like because I know you like the Guardians of the Galaxy, but I don't. I don't really recommend. I wouldn't really recommend two for you. Um, yeah, I've seen the first one. I haven't watched the second one. Yeah, yeah. The second um, one is kind of a a little bit of a dud. It's it's still good. It's still entertaining. But what about one of the Thor movies? First. Like which Thor no, movie? No, the watch? only Thor movie you should watch is Ragnarok. Yeah, um, first one too. No, uh, even then I would just do Ragnarok. Honestly, <laughs> like, um, well, you got to have the build up, the the plot. There isn't really though. There the isn't really one, any. Like so. the the thing you'll need to know, you know, and spoilers, everybody. 
is the second one, Loki, like, takes over Asgard, right? Like, so you kind of right. need to know that that's going on. Um, but other than that, I mean, this is not, like, Thor Ragnarok, you can kind of watch. Is, I mean, you know Thor, you know Loki. Yeah. Boom, yeah. you can watch yeah. Ragnarok, you know? Yeah. Um. Okay, good. So those are two. I think both those are on Netflix too. So that's perfect. Uh, I don't know if Ragnarok is. I know oh, it's on I don't think, I, yeah, it's iTunes for not. sure, but Ant Man definitely is. is. Um, Winter Soldier. Honestly, Civil War was really, really good. I watched a good amount of that one. So I like I like watched when they were like fighting at the airport, yeah. and then I stopped watching. So here's what I'll tell you: so what you need to do is you need to watch Spider Man Homecoming as your third Marvel film. Because Michael Keaton is the fucking man in that film. Oh, he always is. Oh, man. Okay. So, I went uh, to a con on Saturday. Yeah, um, right? Uh, in Ontario? Yeah, the Comic-Con Revolution. So, I can't say one thing throwing it out there. It was overpriced. It was not worth the money. Um, but it was a cool experience because I took my daughter. Yeah. So I was I was thinking about going and like it's not like I had like extra money. It's not like I was going to get anything. I was like, man, it'd just be kinda cool. It's a Saturday, you know, and then I was like, Man, kids are free. This would be like the perfect chance to take my daughter to a little con and I knew she would just love exploring. And she had like the time of her life. We were only there for maybe two hours. It took it was but you know, it was $25, and after walk, like, I mean, dude, it was, like, the size of one hall, maybe half of a hall of the Anaheim Convention Center. Like, wow. it was small. That's pretty small. And uh, we walked the floor and stuff, and she just loved seeing everything. It was definitely as con as you can get. It was mostly artists and comic books. Well, that's um, awesome. Yeah, and it was it was a cool like she had some cool experiences like we were walking down a road by ourselves and the three guys I've seen them at San Diego Comic Con there were three guys in transformer suits on stilts nice and they were walking down the aisle towards us and she just kind of stopped and looked up at them and like they like stomped up to us all fast and one of them like pointed his gun at her and he's like little girl you're looking very pretty today can you let us aside please and like and like Ellie like stepped to the side and waved at him. <laughs> And then there was a, there was a little, uh, there was one of those R two D twos with the guy controlling it, and yeah. it was like following Ellie around like down a row at one point, and she kept like screaming and waving at it, like. Oh, so, like, dude, she was, it, lo it was loving it. It was a super family friendly con for sure, so it was cool to take her, and you know, I bought her little hair bows and stuff, but um, that was a cool experience, and it wasn't the madness of Comic Con. Of yeah, actual, it was. Real Comic -Con. Yeah, it was very light. First initial reaction was like, don't you dare bring her to San Diego Comic-Con. I need drinking time with you, not taking care of Ellie time. Oh, no, no, no. That's <laughs> you know, we have we have considered maybe, like, if I got, like, a Sunday ticket one year, like, you know, somehow flat meeting up with her in San Diego and taking her in there. But I, I think we got another year or two so she can really walk around and enjoy it. Yeah. So. But that's not a that's not a Wednesday or Thursday or Friday. It's just it event. is a ton of walking, and if, if the kids it's, not yeah, it's a stroller yeah, shit like that would be a pain. No, yeah, I didn't take a stroller to this one, but it was small, so yeah, that ain't but it was fun. cool. It that's was cool, cool, man. That's good, and that's good. You know, hopefully that that con gets big. You know, I know the city of Ontario, man. There's a lot of people out there that don't get to go to San Diego Comic Con, and I know they 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 love stuff like that with WonderCon and things. So I was, that's I, cool. I was, 
I was pretty disappointed in like like the ticket experience of getting in. Like we waited in line for an hour mm. to get into this thing, Jeez. and it was just yeah. very shoddy. They had everyone go through metal detectors, full blown metal detectors. They had one person at four different metal detectors, oh. and they were like, "Empty your bag." Go through the metal detector, walk back around. Okay, take your bag. You can go inside. And it was just like, it was just, it was very shoddy. Did you, uh, did you get to see West while you were there? No. Was um, he there? Yeah, he was there. I think. Oh, uh, I was, I was literally on the floor for maybe an hour and a half, and we left. Oh, okay. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah. I probably just missed him. Oh, I wasn't, I wasn't a diehard like West was. I'm sure. <laughs> West was probably, well, you know, actually, at, in line waiting, you know, for camped out and shit. I bet you. I know. He camped out for Hall H in San Diego. He, he was there testing his gear for San Diego Comic Con. He's like, I gotta test it at this one. <laughs> he was recording everything. But, <laughs> but actually, I was reading through the list of panels there, and it looked like there was actually some pretty interesting panels. But I was with my daughter, so that wouldn't have worked. That but. wouldn't have been great. Yeah. Well, nice, but, man. That's good. Yeah. Good for you. We play you. Some games, guys, because I got one game to talk about. So, Bring it up, I watched two movies, actually, that I want to talk uh, about. Oh, because Quest 100. I want to talk about Deadpool 2 and how I feel completely justified in saying how overrated Deadpool is. Um, it's too corny for you? It's funny. Like, it's funny. Like, it's, it's a good... It's funny movie. Deadpool 1 was a funny movie. But people, like, lose their shit over Deadpool movie. And there is nothing to lose your shit about. Like, it's just... It's not... I feel like it's just not that thing... That movie that needs to have as much hype as people give it. Like, the diehard people who are about Deadpool... They go a little too hard on Deadpool, in my opinion. But they probably also think that about me and Swamp Thing and stuff like that. But... I just, I don't dig it. Like, I just, I don't dig those movies like I feel like I should maybe. Like, I feel like I should be more excited while watching those movies or something. And it just, it was okay. It wasn't great by any means. Now, the movie that actually was a surprising hidden under the dust and sands of all that is Hollywood nonsense and shit that was actually pretty fun uh, was Rampage. Um, it was it was pretty fun. Shut up. I'm Seriously? not gonna lie. It was uh, here's the thing. Deadpool was a much better movie than Rampage. I'm not saying like Rampage was a better movie or anything like that. Like I'm not trying to compare the two flicks in any way, shape, or form. But I went. I watched Rampage late at night. You know, working on the Quest 100 stuff. And the theater. You know, this thing's been out for what like three months maybe now. I mean, it's been out for a while. And it was pretty loaded in there. Like, there was a lot of families and people in there. And I kind of had a shitty audience because there was a couple really little kids that definitely had no attention spans that were losing their fucking mind in the place. But I, it was actually a lot of fun. I, I Dwayne The Rock Johnson makes a solid film. And I'm just going to say, I think the guy makes a great movie. So when we were going to, when me and Aaron were going to go to the movies, he kept saying, I want to see Rampage. And I'm like, come on, man. It's like, not. I mean, I'm going to tell you right now, you guys wouldn't have been super sorry that you saw Rampage. You would have been like, you know what? Not a bad time. 
not a bad time at all. Like it was, there was some really like over the top moments that were way, way too corny. I don't like some of the actors and actresses that were in the flick is, you know, as far as far as like antagonists and things like that. They're kind of the behind the scenes to all the causes of the rampage, you know, like that shit didn't need to be in the movie in my opinion, but yet it needed to be in there to drive a story. If you would. But what I really got to give the credit to in Rampage more than anything is fucking, uh, like, movie advertising placement, right? Like, they fucking kept showing that new Ford Bronco, and I want a Ford Bronco now. <laughs> yeah, it looks, I don't know what it was about it. Like, when I first saw it, I was like, ah, that doesn't look that great. But I'm going to tell you what, man, you throw the rock in a Ford Bronco, I want a Ford Bronco now. I'm not going to lie. Uh <laughs> So we lived the greatest car chase in American history. Ford Bronco. What's up, Kitty? My first car was supposed to be like a long bed yellow Ford Bronco. Well, we used to go and thrash um Edgington's Bronco back in the day. Yeah. Like, we basically ran that thing into the dirt and made it explode before it finally yeah. like that was a, it's a fun ride. It all it was. But man, I don't something about that new one and like seeing it in the movie, I was kinda like God, I kind of want a Ford Bronco now. Like, and I like I went home and Googled. Like, I didn't even go home and like worry about Rampage or anything. I was like Googling Ford Bronco. When do they release? Like, it was so stupid. I don't know what it was about it, but it's so stupid. I felt so dumb about it. I was like, they totally. So, I was like, Ford, you totally suckered me, you bastards. So Ford had a big win in that movie. Ford had a big win. I'm gonna tell you what, they had a big win for sure. Because <laughs> they sold at least one Ford Bronco off that film, that's for sure. So, um, game-wise, I, 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 I'd imagine you have a pretty big review, right? Me? For God of War? Uh, I beat it already. Yeah, so what do you think? Have I not talked about God of War on this show yet? Yeah, you talked about it before my my coworker bought it and he's almost done with it and he's like you got dibs when I'm done. And so like, yeah. I'm gonna tell you right now, it's amazing. I loved it. I loved everything yeah. about it, man. Like, I I I really dug the other God of War games. And I know they weren't like your, you know, I know you're not a huge button masher fan, Kenny, and especially like kind of the, the brawler like so beat 'em ups. Good. But this what really, so good. what changes the game with this versus anything else like this? takes it, it literally like here's the thing and I, i'm hopefully i've said this on the show because it's been my thoughts the whole time about it once i especially when i started playing it is it's if god of war had a baby with the last of us and it, it has that same feeling of like father and son as it did with um ellie and why can't i think of his name in last of us uh it, it was that same kind of dichotomy of father son you know parent child uh, Ellie and Nathan. Nathan. Nathan Drake. and Ellie. Uh, no, it wasn't Nathan. What are you messing with me like that for? Um, it looks like him. It does look like him. Uh, you guys will Google it and find it out for me. And whoever, yeah. when you're yelling at us right now in the car, send us a tweet at Nerd Mosh Pit on Twitter and let us know what the guy's name is on there. Because um, it'll eventually come to one of us. Anyways, God Joel. of War. Joe. Yes. Joel. 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 Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Joel. Yeah. Um, Super great, super amazing. The story is phenomenal. It pushes you through so much of it. Um, the bosses are really challenging. The challenge ramps up really well. What and I, you know, and I know what I've been really been trying to do is not get into spoiler territory with some of it. 
the the weaponry is phenomenal i love the upgrade system there's just enough of kind of upgrading the weapons and finding extra jewels and all the levels and doing the side quests and getting extra armor i had a lot of fun with a lot of that stuff especially like in the beginning like i immediately once you get into kind of some of the open world area i wanted to go and explore everything i could get into go and hit and everything i could and they're it's kind of a um metroid like castlevania style where you eventually have to come back to some areas because you'll get new abilities and systems that let you unlock some of those areas prior to get better weapons better gear better jewels better enchantments and all those different things and that, that was really really cool and then for like the really hardcore fans of any game that just really want a kick in the teeth challenge there are these trials of Odin's prisons throughout the game. And I think there's like nine or 10 of like nine or 12, maybe even, but basically it's like you go in and it's Odin's like treasure hoard is what it's called basically. And there's a Valkyrie imprisoned in every single one. And they are some of the toughest fights I've ever had in a video game. I've only killed two. And I'm going to tell you right now, it's one of the more satisfying things I've ever done in a video game is beating those bastards. I mean, fist pumping, screaming, like so jacked up <laughs> that I finally beat those bastards. Because, I mean, they just kill you over and over and over. And, oh, oh, it's brutal. But beating them is so fucking nice. It is so good. And they give you some hefty rewards and enchantments and um, uh, upgrade system, you know, pieces that are really, really nice. And they really, you really feels good. The side quests feel really strong. That main story, though, um, there's some awesome moments in it. There really is. Um, this, the sights, the scenes, the the set pieces are otherworldly. Like this is the game that I wish I had a PS4 Pro in 4K just to see how far it would actually take the graphics. Like, I want to see what a maximum level graphic looks like because of this game. Yeah, my my coworker has a Pro and a 4K TV. Oh, jealous. Fucking said, jealous. He said it's mind-blowing. Yeah. He said his, his problem with the game is he keeps wandering off and doing, like, all sorts of other little stuff instead of sticking to the story. Because it's so good. It's so <laughs> good to said. do the little stuff, it's, man. It really is. Yeah. I, I Dude, really had yeah. to force myself to stay on track to beat the damn game. Yeah, I really said, cannot wait to play that game. <laughs> yeah, he's just told me it's great. So yeah, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to when he finishes it. I can't give enough praise, especially this being the year. I mean, Nino Kuna, I've been able to kind of dip my toes into here and there. Again, it's been a lot of fun. Um, but Monster Hunter World is just so much better than anything else right now. But God of War, I, I really thought Monster Hunter World, I just don't, I didn't think there would be anything even close to that game this year. And God of War came out and just kind of like, no, fuck that. This is amazing. Like, it is phenomenal. It really, really is. And it's a lot of fun on how they changed some of the combat styles and the systems in the games from regular God of Wars and how they've tied some of that story into how he's here, you know, how Kratos is at where he's at now and why Atreus is so important and what's going on in the world and who you're interacting with and why you're interacting with them. And it does a really, really good job and a very clean job of tying it all together. There's not very many of those moments where you, like, there's a leap where you just have to believe some shit because it's in the game. Like, oh, you have to believe this because we're fucking putting it in the game. Like, it's all very much, you know, it's a very clean story like that. And I, I really dig it. Can't recommend enough. Cool. Beat yes. it. I beat it two weeks ago, three weeks ago, maybe. So. I have, um, I beat all three of 
the people in Far Cry. I just haven't um haven't finished it uh, off yet. No, you know, honestly, I don't know if I will. <laughs> just because it's not like I'm gonna platinum it, you know. But I, I finally beat all the areas. I, I after doing all of them, I liked Faith's area the most. Um, it was the funnest to me. It was the most open. Um, but I actually bought Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze for the Switch. Ah, nice. I never played it for the Wii U. Yeah, I did. It was, Wii U. it was good. But I did play. I did play the other one for the Wii, and I'm always a sucker for a good Donkey Kong game. I just love the sideways platforming. It's just something about it just brings back a lot of nostalgia. You know, I never had a Super Nintendo as a kid, but I had a, a neighbor who had one, and we used to spend hours playing those original Donkey Kong games. Um, but I think it's it's good old fashioned Donkey Kong. It's just some better graphics. Uh, the different characters are different. I know it's a remake from the Wii U one, but I don't think a lot of people touched the Wii U one because it was on Wii U. Yeah, because it was on Wii U, um, exactly. So that was the same with Bayonetta, like Bayonetta yeah. 3. Like, I was like, dude, you, people and, have got to try this game. Yeah, and, and uh, Funky Mode is, is the big new thing that they introduced in this one, and it's a whole different mode to the game. And basically what it is is... Let's say I get a con I get a Kong letter and then I'm going about the level and then I die. Um, that Kong letter stays with me once I get it. So God, it just makes it a little bit easier at least because I mean that game's hard. Like there are some times when Donkey Kong is a really hard game. It's a lot of timing. It's a lot of memorization of your past. Um, but it, it, there is one little thing so. That there's that in funky mode so you can play funky mode and you can play donkey kong and that's the only big difference is you get a puzzle piece or you get a kong letter and it stays there but if but you get a checkpoint it stayed with you anyways this if just... you get to the checkpoint yeah so this auto always stays with you no matter what yeah. then okay that's mm -hmm. cool um and it's nice because it really it just relieves just a little bit of the stress but there's also you can play as funky kong yeah um, I, I haven't played as him yet because he's kind of when you play as him you're just kind of cheating you can walk on spikes uh you can like triple jump and stuff like that's just, that just kind of ruins it for me you know you gotta ride the funky air man yeah, I know, but like that ruins the challenge of the game. Like you can't does. die on spikes. Like that's just kind of insane. But um, I, I like it. It's a good game to play with kids around and stuff. And I was looking for another game for Switch. I really want Battle Chasers too. I just haven't stomached the money to buy that right now. It's forty dollars for the Switch, but it's supposed to be a great game too. Yeah, especially with you, Kenny. Kid-friendly games are going to be big. That's important for sure. You know, but I mean, then again, if they're not paying that much attention, it's not a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Wait till they get a couple years older, then you're going to really have to switch it to kid friendly games. No, no, they'll be fine. I'll raise them how I was raised, man. It's just a game. It's that simple. <laughs> <laughs> I dig it. I dig it. I dig it. No, I've been still, dude. I've been playing a lot of Monster Hunter still, man. It keeps pulling me back. I don't know why. Like, it's just, damn, it's good. You trying to get that platinum trophy? Not even close. I'll never get the platinum trophy. I've seen some of the trophies that I need to get to get there, and that's gonna take way too much time in my life to do it. So, uh, I just have been enjoying it. Like, I just, I enjoy the different weapons, the different playstyles. I got a couple other friends. Um, I, I got another friend out here to start playing and I've been playing with her as well. And you know, it's just, it's a ton of fun, man. It really is. Yeah. My coworker platinum far cry, like 
a month ago. Oh and God. yeah, you told me about that. He was that's, like, that's crazy. He was like, some of those, some of those challenges are either really weird or incredibly hard. Like one of them is to, you know, kill cows or kill people with the tractor by running them over, and then another one is sabotage a car and successfully kill four people when it explodes. And like just uh, and he's like, man. And then I finished the game and I was trying to go back to do those trophies and man, it was hard. I mean, you have to like max out hunting, max out fishing, and all sorts of stuff. I was like, no, yeah, I'm not doing no, that. that's just no for platinum trophies. Right? Yeah, there's just too much, <laughs> too much. I've also been watching the World of Warcraft, uh, the beta stuff a lot with the new uh, Battle for Azeroth gonna be dropping here for the pre-release stuff. Um, I've been watching that a lot. I've been watching it really closely. I've been watching a lot of YouTube, uh, kind of dipping my toe back in. And, you know, just uh, it looks really good. It, I'm really kind of I'm pretty stoked for the new uh, expansion on WoW. So, Battle for Azeroth, baby. Yeah, I've seen a couple people from like my friends list playing WoW. All of a sudden, I'm like, what are they doing? Oh yeah, there's an expansion coming. <laughs> yeah, Legion was it was solid too. It's been pretty it's been pretty nice and. Some of the some of the pre bait or the pre expansion releases will be out pretty shortly. They they're thinking they're going to be here really any week soon. So. Yeah, that's that's one aspect of gaming I really miss is World of Warcraft. I just I just it's impossible to have the time. Uh, but I, I miss it though. So good. I used to have so much fun playing. <laughs> uh, I have a ton of fun with it, and the, some of those new modes and stuff look like they're going to be a ton of fun as well. So I'm stoked. I can't wait. I really I'm really really excited for it so uh nice so what about the small screen gentlemen we got the big screen we watched some netflix stuff what about uh unless you guys have any other tv shows or anything you want to shout out no i I don't so can i say and i'm sure i've said this on the show before but i'm a really big fan of family feud with steve harvey by the way i don't know this random thought i was watching it while i was eating dinner tonight oh he's so good he's just so good like he's the best he would he when he shits when he shits on those contestants because they're dumbass answers i i almost start to cry dude because he is so good at just the crowd work it's fantastic i love it steve harvey's great i've spent a whole lot of time on youtube watching uh, reruns of Family Feud with Steve Harvey. It's great. Oh, I was it really is. World Star Hip Hop knockout videos because <laughs> <laughs> <Rap> Star, <laughs> dude, the best videos ever. I love it. Um, so terrible. No, so one thing, one thing that is back on TV that I haven't watched yet is um, Into the Badlands. And oh, I, is that I, back? Yeah, a couple Shit. episodes. Of I need it. to I get into that again. It. Yeah. Because I love the last one. But. Well, so I'm, I got PlayStation View, right? But I have one of the lower subscriptions for it. And I don't have uh, the History Channel. Because you got to be on like the top tier to get History Channel with View. Yeah, there's something good on History Channel anyways. No, Forged in Fire, dude. Forged in Fire, Fire is, is the really shit. I loved it. And it's it's, it's uh, I know the new season's like over. The latest season's over. And well, tell me about uh, it. I'm bummed, I, I, don't, I don't know about Forge and Fire. So Dude, it's, it's a competition. So think of like every competition game, you know, show ever, right? It's like four contestants battle against and build, you know, like make the best cake, make the best car, you know, and the, you know, what's cool about Forge and Fire is it's dudes forging weapons, like yeah. knives, battle axes, and you kind of get whittled down in every round. 
and they test it with you know they always test out a knife usually in the, the first round the testing though when they show these guys in like four hours make a blade that cuts through shits and you have uh dave arkaida who's like or doug arkaida is like it will kill it the will Asian cut yeah. <laughs> yeah dude he's so awesome like and it's yeah, like it's great. and at the very end there's two last contestants they give him like five five to seven days to build like a historical weapon and you know and it's a historical weapon you know they give you a lot of cool backstory on it they show these guys forging these historical weapons and they have to come back in and test them like crazily test them and all the testing stuff is just it's so much fun to check out and watch man it yeah. really is i i love Never it mind. I really I, that do. sounds awesome that, it's a cool yeah, show man. it's so cool like you would love it like nikki you will now say the history channel has something fucking cool because forge and fire is badass because i have boycotted the history channel for the last couple of years because they don't have anything historical on there anymore because <laughs> it's all pawn stars and pawn stars yep. <laughs> don't forget about american pickers american pickers yeah a little bit of american pickers thrown in there and now they have forged and fire and forged and fire yeah. is phenomenal they used to be oh. like Vietnam in color, which is really cool. I love that oh, stuff. That is I'm cool. Little, it got a little Nazi heavy for a while, which I wasn't really into. But uh, they used to call it the Hitler Channel. <laughs> it was yeah, so crazy. Much. Like I was like, why is there so much of this on here? It's probably owned by Fox News. Just saying. Fox <laughs> Syndicate, yeah. <laughs> Um, well, hopefully someone new has it because I think I think Forest and Fire is fantastic. Anyways, let's get into HBO. Uh, first off, I hate that freaking Silicon Valley keeps getting shorted like every season. We're only getting like eight episodes of that show, and it's so damn good. And it doesn't deserve. It needs to be having ten to twelve episodes a season. It's it's too good. It's too good. Yeah, I'm on season four still. I haven't I haven't finished up Silicon Valley, but I love it. Yeah, it's a ton of fun. Secondly, have you guys watched that show Barry with um, Bill Hader? No. Where he's like the assassin that tries to take up acting? I've heard about it. Now, now that you mentioned that, I've heard about it. It's that. a horrible premise, first of all. It's a horrible, horrible premise. Uh, but Bill Hader is just fantastic in it. Like, he's so damn good in that show. So, I've actually been kind of digging it. I just like Bill Hader so much, anyways. Uh, I think he's hilarious. But now we can talk about the real meat and potatoes of HBO. Uh, spoiler alert. So, spoiler alert. If you have not watched the latest episode of Westworld, I watched it yesterday, last night. Uh, I'm actually kind of... I don't know, man. I... The, there was one big moment that really got me with last episode that I was like, oh, that's pretty fucking gnarly. And the rest of it, I would just... I don't know. I kind of always want everything to get back to one certain section with either William or with Dolores and I just don't care about anything else that goes on in that show or, right now. Or Bernard. Yeah, yeah. Bernard stuff is um, kind of there. It's just I don't know. I feel like it's like I feel like the Bernard stuff's like the red herring of the show. Like it's just that's just to smell, throw you off the track, okay, you know. So so you've seen episode 5, Matt. Yeah, with uh Shogun World? Yeah. Yeah. It, that was pretty cool. I love the um I love the samurai Shogun world and the. First of all, Shogun out. world is absolutely where I'd be, the not in Westworld. The best part about Shogun world, let's clear this up, is that they covered castles, everything around me, and painted black. Painted black is where I was yes. like, all right, that's dope. Well, you, see, you, you so, do realize that they so, did the same scene from the Westworld. 
that's the into kicker. the shotgun world. That's yeah. the kicker that I thought was so cool about that. But the part where she's dancing near the end of episode five, that is the beat from Castles Everything Around Me. Yeah, yeah it's Wu-Tang. It was so dope. When she was dancing, I, I kept thinking, like, I've heard this. I've heard this. Yeah. I've heard this. What is this from? What is this from? And then I looked it up. I was like, no way! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. how... How awesome was that half decapitation of the yeah. shell gun? It was pretty legit. Okay, okay. okay. Let, let, let's. You want to go through each episode because I got like little summaries. Each of episode up. or like each section of the movie. Like I, we're going to go through all five episodes right yeah. now, like one by no, no, one. No, 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 four and five, four and five. Oh, okay. I, I do okay, have yeah, some. After we talk about, it, I do have some really good theories. I don't know if they, if you've thought of them yet, but I kind of want to discuss a little them. bit, and then we'll we'll do some theories. We'll do some so, theory crafting. So episode four was Riddle of the Sphinx, um, yeah. and it starts with the Ghost Nation camp. Riddle uh, of the model. The the big kicker behind this episode is when we finally saw Elise Elise uh, again. Elise Elsie Elsie is when Bernard and Elsie finally reconvene, and Bernard is obviously uh, a robot, and Elsie's like, "Fuck you! I hate you. Okay, maybe you can help." Um, and that whole dynamic, I always thought Elsie was a really cool character. Same, so yeah. It was it was really cool to, to see her um, character back, see her up come all of a back. And then and then in that episode, we have that whole story with uh, uh, Devos, the 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 owner of the park. Yeah, who, James Delos and William with the. How, uh... how cool was that when they're. Uh, going through and so basically the concept was is that this is the first time they have a human body with a robot brain of the human body's memories well and i thought it, it was i thought it was wait. robot body human mind human human you, mind you, you mix that human up oh yes that's what i meant yeah, yeah. that's what I meant. robot right. mind yeah well no no, no, it was yeah, it absolutely. Because he mind. thought he was in there waiting on a release, yeah. and that his yeah. mind yeah. was human consciousness. Like his was consciousness so, was placed James, into a host body. He wanted to live forever, and this yeah. was the experiment. And that's why William kept on going back in to see if he would pass. And there was something that always went wrong. Yeah, it was so cool seeing that how he would just keep repeating that same thing over and over and over and at that last one it was like legitimately like pretty sad when he's like how long's it been he's been like a long time she's gone and he's and he's like well what about uh what's her name uh, you know william's wife and he goes oh she killed herself and he's like what did you do to her you know and it was actually like that was actually one point of westworld where i was like damn that kind of hits you know that that was kind of like that was a very emotional part of that show and yeah. he's like he doesn't know that all that's going on he's like holy shit like everything i knew is gone yeah agreed which is why like i said i, I only want to watch william stories the you know, old man in black and like delora stuff like I, I honestly like i can't wait to get back to that side of the stories because they're so good right now yeah and what i wanted to point out is a number of times that they redid it like it was like on the very last one where it was William as an older man played by Ed Harris, and they mentioned that it was like the 142nd time that they've done that. Yeah, or 149th or something. Uh, some yeah, some but, weird number, but, but 
So the then, mind rejected the mind. At first, they thought the mind rejected the host, but he was like, it's almost as if the mind is rejecting the mind. Yeah. And then, so then, uh, throughout the show and, and the other timeline, you've got the man in black uh, with Lawrence, uh, and they go into Lawrence's old town where his family is, and stuff happens with the Confederados and stuff. And then the man in black goes, you know what? I'm the baddest motherfucker in this place, and he just lays out a whole town of enemies by himself. Yeah, and, so legit. And he made him drink it. That was uh, awesome. Dude, uh, and, then, and then when he says, I don't understand why you don't recognize death, he's been sitting across from you this whole time, and the guy just looks at him like, what? Yeah, <laughs> probably, the, probably the coldest, coolest line of the season. Coldest line ever. Oh, yeah. Like, just cold and uh, so hardcore. And then, obviously, at the end of that episode, at the very end, we got the man in black riding into the sunset with Lawrence and all his cousins. He's got a squad now, and uh, the... The big surprise. What's-her-name rides up on a horse and says, Hey, Dad. And that was, like, the same girl who was in the, like, India. Yeah, West the tiger world. hunting. Yeah. 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 So that's her dad. And That was that, a shocker. I wasn't that, expecting that. that. That was a really good, like, drop the mic at the end of the episode. It was like, whoa. Like, well, you knew she had to be tied to somebody was the thing because they weren't just going to introduce a character right. that had no ties to anybody else. And right. honestly, I was thinking it was the uh, the creator, the guy who we were seeing him, like his consciousness trapped. Um, I was thinking it was his daughter. And, you know, she was oh. the one that was married to William. And then it like, oh, no, that's his daughter. I was like, oh, shit, that's even cooler. <laughs> like, uh, this is yeah. going to be way more awesome, actually. So then, so then we go into episode five. And we've got like the rescue team who's ran and they're 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 recapturing like the the command center, and then you've got Teddy and Dolores who go back into Sweetwater, and they're trying to um, you know they're trying to fix this the place train. was never home, Teddy. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. That's a good <laughs> Another spoiler. Uh, did y'all well, we, notice that you saw Teddy's body? We could just go off and run right now. Let's just go. Let's just go. Let's just go, Teddy. <laughs> <laughs> Did you notice that in that scene you see Teddy's body amongst the ones piled up? Oh, no shit, you did? Yep. I didn't see that. Teddy's body was one of them. If really? you rewatch the very beginning, you'll see his body stacked up shit. in the heat. How does that work? Well, here's the thing, right? So, and I was thinking this before, you know, kind of the ending of the show where she goes and reboots him, right? Is he? I don't think he had Whatever all these other hosts have that have been turning them conscious and stuff like that. Teddy obviously never had that, right? Like he was just being brought into this by yeah. Dolores. Like she was just showing him the truth and he wasn't like getting that shit, right? Like it, am I wrong to, to think that or he's got so it, much faith for Dolores and believes in her so much. He doesn't, it didn't care. matter if he was conscious yeah. or not. He was following he was Dolores. programmed yeah. to love Dolores. Yeah. One of my well, favorite he... Final Fantasy eight quotes. One of my only ones I actually like from it. I don't even care if you're the world's enemy. I'll always be your knight. Ooh. Boom. That's Teddy with Dolores right there. So we have that whole scene and Teddy and Dolores do it at one point. And, um, and then Robot love. And then Dolores says, you know what? There's Teddy? a lot of sparks with that one. A lot of chafing. <laughs> oh, <get it>. Get it. <laughs> so then, 
So then from there, um, uh, Dolores says, you know what? Um, you're not built for this, and you're not going to survive by the way you took care of that Confederado captain. And uh, you, you, you're just not tough enough, basically. And they reprogram him. Yeah, they give him a reprogram, which I was like, shit. But once yeah. again, right, it's that it's that conscious host versus, you know, I, she understands that he's not going to survive this, right? Like, he's not going to make it yeah, if he he's not conscious like the rest of us. Yep. So then um, we get transported back into Maeve's story, and she is officially in Shogun World. And she tries to use her little, uh, her little her game voice. Set. Yeah. And then the guy that she's with, the programmer, the guy who like wrote all the stories, says, "You're not speaking their language." Of course, oh. they're not going to care what you say. And that was so. And then the the best part about that episode is when they go into that town, and all of a sudden he's like, "Well, what? You think I was going to write different stories for everyone?" Yeah, he's like, like "Come on, huh?" So, <laughs> so each each of these worlds, or at least the Shogun world in this one, it's the storyline is basically a different culture. But the same basis of the plot—it's—it's it's the guy coming into town to steal everything from Sweetwater. It's just in a, 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 a feudal Japan, just, yeah, it's feudal Japan just, instead of yeah, different West. time frame, different country. And I thought that was so freaking cool. Like that was so cool to like see so much of that like duplication, you know. And even the characters are like standing there, like. Uh, what was it? Hector is standing there with that one lady, and she's like, "It's me." And she like pulls out the arrows and starts shooting everyone because in Westworld, she's the one with the rifle in the yeah. street taking yeah. them down. Well, and, and the thing is, though, is it, it's a perfect like you know if it, if there was a coder or a game designer, and that's the cheat. That's some of those cheat codes, right? You use the same skins on so many different things, even though it's maybe a different part of the story or a different world. But it's all the same skins, you know. It's all the same same caves, and it's all the same weaponry. It's just you know, there's a different shading on it. There's a di and so that was it's it shows that kind of pro that lazy programmer cheat mode, you know, where it's you know it's a different experience for you, but it's kind of the same stuff we've always done. So. Which yeah, I, I, I thought, thought it was, was funny when they. I, I, th I thought it was really cool to kind of show some of that stuff. Like, it, you know, it's a world, a created world. Like, they think of it as just a creation, right? Where these, you know, awakened conscious hosts are like, they're fucking with our lives. Yeah. I, what, I, I thought, what I thought was really funny was um, how infatuated the dragon tattoo woman from <laughs> the, the, hell are they? the Shogun <laughs> world and the. Um, West snake world. tattoo woman from Westworld, infatuated with, with each other because they're like doppelgangers. <laughs> yeah, they're, <laughs> that they're was just like funny. staring at each other. Like, yeah, like, I, I, I just, I, I love the ending of it, and it was so cool how Maeve is just like pretty much unstoppable at this point. Yeah, yeah. she has mind control. Well, it's great with Maeve and her character, and you know, the only part that I really dug about this was when I started thinking, like I started, you know, on my commute this morning, I was kind of thinking about that episode, thinking about tonight's show, and I started thinking about like, you know, you finally saw Maeve, where she finally saw the fact that 
these people were just to, here to fuck with us. Like these, this is what a creator is. Like someone who's out there and playing games with you. And I think this showing her in the feudal world showed that even in such a bigger way for her. And yeah, I, it was crazy. It really was. So, uh, like I said, I kind of, I just feel like that's such a filler. Like her story is like, I always want to get back over to William as soon as possible. But, uh, for some reason I kept thinking about her story because of how much she's that created against her creator right now, especially when they, when she unlocked her telekinesis, if you will. Well, like it, I was, I, 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 I mean, obviously, Doctor Ford programmed her like that. And I mean, I, I agree with you, man. I was pretty bored with her story too in the previous episodes, but this one, like, it was just like, okay, I'm down with her story. This yeah. is finally interesting now. It made it a little yeah, something I more. I agree with sure. both of you. Yeah. Made it a little something more interesting, and and I dug because it because her storyline was kind of boring before. But yes, Nick, to your point in the beginning, uh, that one of the better decapitations. I was honestly like, one of my first thoughts was like, shit, yeah. And people thought Arya Stark's killing was cool. That that was fucking legit. That was awesome. <laughs> that and after that, where she controlled the um, the guards and they like one of them sliced one of the heads off. Oh yeah. I was like, man, decapitation, so nice. All the blood flying in the background on Maeve's face, just like oh, oh man. Yes. And she's like walking through everyone fighting in slow mo. Yeah. I'm like and yes. The cinematography in this show great. never ceases to blow me away in this. Man. really really yeah. good stuff so good all right nick so you've been teasing us about your theories yeah, man. here man I i'm this. yes i yes. am ready to kick back with a pipe in a jacket and hear what you got for us brother all right so i got a, a couple different theories uh one of them i actually googled and i was like someone already came up with it i was like damn it but i'm gonna share it with you anyways okay so this is the, the first one is the one that someone already thought um, so I'm thinking that um, you know how with uh, James Delos, he wanted probably to live on forever, which is why they try to input his consciousness into a host in his likeness. I so I think you know at the end episode four, or uh, is it four? Yeah, four, where you see Bernard take a red ball. I think that red ball is a consciousness, a human consciousness. And yeah. what I'm thinking is that Robert Ford might make another appearance in a host body. Okay. Yeah, and and if you notice, yeah, I, I totally. Agree. I'm not. I, I'm not. I have really have nothing to combat that theory. I, <laughs> nothing, I, yeah. I totally agree that the red ball is the human consciousness because you get the red ones and then you have the beige ones, which is the AI. Yeah. So the, the red ones are definitely the, the human consciousness factor. But what I think, and this might sound super crazy, I think Abernathy is a version of Devos. Oh, Devos, really? Devos? Like... Hmm. Right? Um, might be a little too far-fetched, but... I mean... I, I think they're trying to smuggle him out because they, he has, like, blueprints that Delos Industries is trying to use... Um, outside of Westworld. Yeah, could be. So, so what's your other theory, Nick? All right. So I support your first along because I do think I do think Ford is going to be back. Absolutely. 
So along with that same thing, you know how in uh, season one, at the end of season one, it shows how Arnold is basically commands Dolores to shoot him in the back of the head. Okay. And you know how they kept on presupposing that um, what? Arnold... What did you say? Not presupposing. They kept on insinuating that Arnold was... Um, Spending more time with the hosts okay, than he you. was with I other people. All right, all right, got it, got it. All kind of. All right. So I think that maybe Arnold might have fallen in love with Dolores or wanted to be in that world. And what he planned to do was actually have his human consciousness put in a host so he can live with Dolores and the rest forever. But then Dr. Ford foiled his plan. And instead of using his consciousness in Bernard, he used his likeness, but just gave him his memories and not his consciousness. Mm, I don't know, man. Mm, that one's tough for me. I think that, that, one's tough. Tough. that one's tough for me to buy. I think that's okay. kind of a stretch. It's kind of, I know it was kind of a stretch. I just was really thinking about but that. I love here's, here's the third theories, one. Dude. So I like here's the third one. All right. Hit us. <laughs> Here's the third one. Okay, so this is going to be going off the last episode. So what I'm thinking is going to happen is Maeve now has basically her army of samurais, right? Mm-hmm. Because she kind of has mind control over them. Yeah. So what I'm going to say is going to happen is that there's going to be a showdown between Dolores and her army and Maeve and her army, which is why you see all those bodies at the lake. No, I don't think so. Mm, I, don't I think know about that. I think the bodies at the lake was due to Bernard being involved and in breaking a dam or something to kill all the hosts. That's what I think it was. I, I don't know what dam or anything. Oh, there's a dam in in uh, uh, in the one episode with the the when they're in like the tiger world or whatever. They're fighting on the edge of a dam. Yeah, they are. Gosh, that's sure. a that's a barrier, but I don't know if that was a dam. Well, she falls into the water from it. Well, that was... Oh, yeah, she does, huh? She does. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I think I think Bernard is somehow involved in taking out all the hosts like that. But that's yeah, he, me. I mean, he might be involved too, but I can totally see that there's going to be maybe some sort of battle between Maeve and Dolores, because I don't think that they're going to get along. So. I don't think they'll get along either. I agree. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I haven't really thought a whole lot about conspiracy theory stuff on this. I've been kind of letting it wash over me. Um, as you're kind of sitting here talking, you know, I, I'm, I'm thinking, like, what if, you know, these these specific hosts that are becoming conscious all of a sudden, right? They're, 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 their consciousness is kicking in. What, what if these are the non-failed experiments, right? Like, what if these were the the consciousnesses of all these people that were mentioned, you know, by William, you know, his wife, his, his mother, you know, you know, like all these other people who have been kind of around this world. This is them kind of now kicking in and booting in, um, you know, fighting back, understanding what was, what needed to be done with these hosts and beings. Um, and what if William, like this whole game we've been hearing about, right? This game, I think that's the that's I think that's the thing we're not we're maybe not paying attention enough to, 
is what if this whole thing has just been William kind of unlocking these consciousnesses of people that are going to live forever that he has been slowly creating and building upon. And Ford had installed something there where the only way for William to join everybody is to kind of get to the end of this maze, get to the end of this game so that he can join everybody with this. Ah, uh, I like it. Hmm. I like it. I, I, I don't think... Not, not, really, not, not a lot of evidence to support that at this moment. I, I like it, though. But it's just kind of something, like I, like I said, I, I feel like certain pieces of this are kind of red herrings, and I feel like we're getting pulled away. And obviously everybody has something that's a higher up, going to pull everybody together in one way or the other. And that's kind of where I've, I've like, as I watch the show, I'm constantly thinking, like, what's the, the thread that pulls this all together? Right. Like what, what's that thread? You know, uh, William men in black, you know, Maeve's memory shows him killing her daughter. Uh, he kills Dolores. Uh, you know, there's just, there's a lot of those things. There's those thin threads that are kind of all throughout. And yet it kind of keeps coming back to that game that William's involved in right now that he's currently chasing down. Yeah, I, I definitely like that. I never thought about that. Because I always keep I think, on thinking about the other aspects of the show, not and that's um, just me always wanting a, a, a bitch at you know a kick-ass six shooter that was keys like bullets and he was just shooting them like you get a hard drive and you get a USB port with this bullet you know like, he's just fucking <laughs> unlocking think, shit. I think with the I think the the ultimate climax of the show is going to be the man in black destroying um, the whole thing. Because he's he said he's going to do it. He has nothing to live for anymore, and he's going to take the whole thing down. And I think that's what he's searching for, is because there's some sort of um, uh, what's the term? Like a uh, there's some sort of like kill switch somewhere. Yeah, that will just shut everything down. And that's the other thing. That's the, that's the one big thing that kind of punches my theory in the face is how much Williams, you know, the man in black, talked about just burning this whole thing down, you know, and and being rid or... of it all. Or maybe, bear with me, maybe, you know how the man in black, Ed Harris, his wife committed suicide, and now his daughter's joining up with him, which means that his daughter has a vested interest in something that's going on as well. Maybe he developed a consciousness for his wife that committed suicide, and Dr. Ford hid it from him, and in order for him to find that consciousness, he has to play this game. Very true as well. Oh, that could man. absolutely be Maybe something, he's dude. he's going back to see her. Yeah. Maybe she's somewhere, and that's what he... That's why they're doing those flashbacks, because yeah. it has to have some sort of importance. Maybe he wants her back that badly. That's, Very true. That's a really good concept. I, I mean, don't I don't mind that one at all, Nick. And yeah. I think we should end on a high note with that being said. <laughs> yeah. Um, I dig it, dude. I do. I like that a lot, actually. Yeah, I like that idea, man. Conspiracy theory hour with Nerd Mosh Pit. Thanks to everybody for that well, one. But, well, well, think about it. It would make sense, right? Because he sees his daughter, yep. and why she's searching for something too. Yeah. So what if why does she have a vested there, interest in it? What if they're both out there looking for it because she wants to see her mom and he wants to see his wife, right? Like that's really interesting. Yeah, I agree. Man, that's a good one. 
I dig it. I'm going to be looking out for that and seeing how I can punch holes in it now next episode. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, I Feel actually free really to dig punch it. holes in all my theories. I dig it. Um, if you guys out there listening have theories, ladies and gentlemen, uh, e- email them to us at nerdmoshpit at gmail.com or hit us up on Twitter at nerdmoshpit as well. Uh, with ever, whatever your theories on Westworld are, we'd love to hear them. We want to hear more about them. Um, with that being said, though, you guys have anything else you want to chat about, talk about, man? Anything else come up this week that you feel uh, was exciting and awesome? No. I had something I saw earlier that I was like, man, I need to talk about that. But actually, no, no, it's got a little, no, it's got too much of a political undertone. I won't talk about it. <laughs> okay, no worries. Uh, not a problem. Um, that is perfectly fine with us. So. With that being said, uh, gentlemen, I think that's going to be it for the night, man. Let's uh, let's tell everybody where we can find you guys. Going to be a final boss, and you know there's going to be a BFG. Hold on, what are you guys talking? What are you guys doing over there? Uh, I accidentally pressed play on something, so there's a recording <laughs> of a recording of us now. A recording of a recording. I was like, why is my voice playing on stuff that I have not hit buttons on? Um, well, you can find me at Swell Barefoot as usual. So, and you can find me Raider Zero Three Fourteen. Nice. places network and twitter awesome and thank you to all the extra five star reviews out there uh we really do appreciate it on the show and remember to like subscribe share with all the friends and family like i said find us on twitter at nerd mosh but you can find me at the big pop matt on twitter you can also find me at son of maku s-o-n-o-f-m-a-k-u on playstation network um and let's go and have some fun man thank you guys so much for joining in i know uh, we get a lot of feedback that people just want to join in the conversation and talk more with us We'll do that. Send us some, uh, send us some emails. Send us some, uh, hit us up on Twitter. Uh, we'd love to chat with you about these theories and ideas, and we'll talk about them here on the show. So we really do appreciate that. We thank you guys a lot, and I hope you all enjoy the show and have a great rest of your evening. Yay! Later, guys. Bye. It's been fun. Don't come back. This was a triumph. I'm making a note here. Huge success. It's hard to overstate my satisfaction.